0: There's another one you don't want to hear. <laughs> Frankly, you've hit the July.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Power Court Hour podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out wherever you are listening. Thanks for uh, doing so. And as always, I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you with another episode and a very special one that I'm excited about. You know, we're at the end of another month, so I have your November rundown. But on top of that, this is our first like monthly rundown where I've had a guest and uh, I'm actually going to have two guests. A little bit later on on this episode, which I'm very excited for. Um, Christian Lesperance, who we've had on a, a few months back in August. I say a few months, and I start thinking, like, damn, we're going into December. And uh, me and him talked. He was like the first guest of August. So it's been a few months, but uh talked to him as well as uh, Josh from the band Right Turn Eddie. And uh, he is uh, now on a brand new Jersey interchange song. It is a uh, cover of the Gaslight anthems Casanova baby and uh, we'll get that we'll get to that a little later on but I mean speaking of which you know we're doing it the November rundown talking about the new music of the month that's as new as it gets. We're premiering a song you know right here on the uh, if you're listening to this day that it comes out on the 30th very last day of November uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're hearing some pretty damn new music, and uh, even if you're not listening on that day, it's probably still pretty recent, and uh, you're listening to new stuff. If you're listening even further away, hell, I don't know, This maybe this is the 20th time you'll hear the song. Who knows? It is damn good, though, so uh, well worth it. But yeah, at the uh, end of another month, I do apologize uh, last week did not have a new episode for you. But uh, just kind of got uh, got sidetracked with some stuff, got busy, and it just never happened. Then never had a guest uh, booked, so I was kind of like, "Well, okay, we'll, we'll uh, hold off this uh, one." But this month we did have uh, another guest, Steven Very, uh, very New Jersey uh, month for us because our uh, other guest besides uh, on this episode with Christian and Josh was uh, Stephen Neurotic earlier on in the month. From uh, Shower with Goats, New Jersey pop punk band. So uh, we're we're in that uh, New Jersey punk rock hemisphere this month, and uh, not a bad place to be. Such a special scene that I'm very happy that I've I've been able to like, you know, like like I've been interested in it now for like the last maybe like ten years, really knowing it. I mean, I've I've probably been listening to some bands that were uh, you know that came out of that whole scene. For longer, but like my like actually knowing what that scene was, you know, I'm talking about like that that uh, late '90s, early 2000s pop punk ska scene in New Jersey, and uh, probably like the last ten years, really knowing what it was, and like you know just kind of realizing it, and uh, now to be able to do this show and have people on who were you know musicians in those bands, who you know people who booked those shows. And uh, you know, just we're part of that scene. You know, just in general, we're just a part of it in some way, somehow. Uh, Very special to me, and uh, very cool that I can uh, do it on here. You know, and and I said it when I had Steve on. I mean, Steve was my very first guest back in 2016. So you know, taking this uh, all the way back to the very first year of the Power Court Hour and our very first interview. You know, I'm uh, I'm always down with that New Jersey punk pop punk ska. Of uh, that era and I love having those people on and uh, talking about it with them, you know Uh, It's been very very cool because you know, it's just one of those things and uh, I I don't know I tend to be that way. I mean, I love a lot of new music I try to highlight it on here, but uh, I will say I'm definitely someone at uh, the age of 28 There's a lot of things that I've gotten into uh, And definitely music wise that you know was like so long after the fact, you know, so like it's cool to talk to people who are there, you know, like drive through records like I got into like like all the drive through bands and the big stuff like, like I mean earlier on, but like really it's kind of like I'm talking about like with the New Jersey like pop punk scene being like. Actually realizing that there's like a scene going on there and going and checking out the bands, you know, not just the few that you may know of. Same with Drive through Records. Like I like knew New Found Glory and like Hello Goodbye and stuff. But like about a decade ago, it would have been like 2010, 2011. I started like checking out the more obscure bands and like all the comps and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so so there's a lot of things. And I mean, that's that's only 10 years. There's other things like this year. I'm just discovering how much I like X. And it's like, all right, like 40 years later, I'm realizing like how genius their album Los Angeles is, you know, so there's a lot of things that like I've I was just, you know, age wise wasn't around for. Uh, or was around but just way too young, you know, wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. So to be able to talk to people who were there, were part of those scenes, um, is always really cool to me. I mean, as you probably see too, you know, uh, a lot of times guests on this show, I'll I'll have uh, people who are in like older bands or bands that aren't even around anymore because it does, it interests me. Um, you know, in a lot of ways where it's like, I wasn't there, you were, tell me about this thing that I love, you know, this thing that I probably romanticize in my head and everything and to actually have an actual account from that, you know, is a uh, very, very cool. So you'll hear that later, you know, just, just shortly, I'll, uh, I'll keep dialogue here a little shorter, um, on this one, since we do have a nice little interview for you in the middle. But uh, a little hybrid here. I mean, obviously new music, but a nice little interview, and uh, on top of talking about the new music of the month and music news and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, and I don't know, busy month, busy, very busy month for me. I would say I think that's the other reason why I was kind of slacking there on the podcast for a week or so. But uh, yeah, started the month uh, in the best way that I can, my favorite way, uh, in the back in the back of my uh, Honda Element. I, uh, for my birthday trip a little bit of an early birthday trip, but uh, I went up to Vermont Which I talked about this already on a past episodes But went up to Vermont for a couple days it was the last state I had to hit in the lower 48 So I uh, got to got to knock that off and go uh, do some hiking up there on uh, mostly the Appalachian Trail in uh, the Green Mountain National Forest But I uh, hit some other areas too as well as uh, Burlington for a couple of about the day I spent I spent about the day in Burlington but uh besides that yeah mostly just in the woods a lot of a uh, lot of hiking and uh, just that weird like November weather where it's snowing one day and then the next day it's like 60 degrees you know like that kind of stuff and uh yeah i i don't know i, I like the i like the 60 degrees a little more there were a couple days cuz i i do i will sleep in my car uh up until it's like, I mean, I don't know. I can't even say that because I've slept in my car in some really dumbass conditions. I've slept in my car in Texas in June, uh, in San Antonio for – well, that's just one. I slept many places in Texas in my car. But, yeah, one I can remember was San Antonio sleeping in my car in uh, June, and it was like 104 degrees, uh, my my phone said. And, yeah, and that, that was pretty damn warm. A couple nights I slept in Arizona – A few years ago on my first cross country trip where, yeah, like I woke up in the middle of the night just sweating my ass off like, oh, my God, you know, and and I'm trying to be not suspicious because a lot of times I'm sleeping in a Walmart parking lot or, uh, you know, like a truck stop or something. But including at a Walmart parking lot, like, you know, you don't particularly want to bring too much attention upon yourself. So it's like you don't want a bunch, you know, like if I have all my windows down. I have a couple fans running. It's like, all right. They're going to go, yeah, someone's sleeping in that car where like, you know, I like to be a little more inconspicuous and be like, you know, let no one really know someone's sleeping there. But I definitely had to crank the windows down for uh, that one. And then the other way, my dumbass has slept on, uh, I think probably the worst right on the side of the road on Lake Superior on the north shore of Minnesota in uh, February. And I remember waking up just shaking like like the second I took my sleeping bag off my body just violently my legs my arms my face like everything just violently shaking I was like rushing around looking for my glasses in my back seat I couldn't see shit I was just trying to find my glasses so I could find my car keys so I could turn the heat on and uh, yeah I could definitely not fall back asleep even turning like the car heat on unless I was just gonna let it idle and I wasn't gonna do that I'm like there was no way I was going to be able to sleep. I woke up at like 5 in the morning like, all right, I guess I'm up. So, you know, sometimes there's some not super flattering conditions for uh, sleeping in your car, which I'm sure anyone who has slept in their car will tell you that. But uh, most of the time, I would say like 8 times out of 10, it's uh it's all good and uh, a much cheaper way to travel. I mean, honestly, that's, that's why I've been able to hit – um, I just turned 28 a couple weeks ago, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's how I was able to hit all 48 states, you know, within the last couple years, definitely sleeping in my car and uh, also sleeping, like, on couches and floors of uh, friends and family and stuff, but definitely my car has been, uh, like, the biggest uh, lifesaver with that. I mean, there's no way – even even shitty motels, like $40 motels, like, those things add up if you sleep in those every night, so it's, like – I uh, shout out to my Honda Element, and actually Honda Elements, I've went through two in the last five years, but uh, I had my 2004 RIP, I uh, wrecked it with 256,000 miles on it, and now I'm on to my 2003 that right now has 156,000 miles on it, and uh, I'll ride that fucker into the ground too, those, those things go forever, my dumbass ass wanted to have a rear-ended somebody with the other one, that thing still would have kept running with 256,000 miles on it. So it was a big thing for me this month, you know, I mean, and I definitely stayed, because once again, it is weird to be like, hey, like, I traveled up to Vermont, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, but, uh, you know, I I stayed in the woods, I hiked, I really had very little interaction, you know, Burlington was probably the most I had, and even that was just going into a couple different places, I did hit up a uh, record store, I forget what it was called, I, you know, Pop was in the name, it, like, Pop tunes or something. Uh if you live in Burlington or you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's uh it like is a downstairs like going into like a basement kind of uh there's probably a better name for it. I'm probably really describing it in a really shitty way. But uh yeah, really cool record store and uh you know, something I don't get to really go to much these days for obvious reasons and uh, it was kind of nice to just go hit that up and uh, get out of town for a little bit. So that's how I started my November and uh, it was very nice. It was a, a personal goal of mine to hit that and hit all the lower 48 states before I turned 28. And uh, that was cool. But, uh, yeah, you know, besides that, though, I, I, that's, like, the eventfulness of, of now. Because I, I was thinking of, like, this time last year, and I was like, man, like, last December I was in New York City twice. Uh, this month, November of last year, I was moving back home from uh, Minneapolis and spending my birthday in Chicago and just hanging out with friends on the way and uh have it, i once again that honda element the one that i rear-ended someone in I, I moved all my shit back like in three trip no u-haul i had to move all my shit back in the back of that but uh it took like three trips back and forth and uh trust me i don't mind that some people don't like driving i love that shit i don't like flying places i much rather the thing that i've realized from doing from doing this and i'll get back on to music i won't i won't I try not to, like, get into, like, traveling and hiking too much because that's, that's, like, my other loves besides music. But I try to keep them out of here. try to keep this mostly music. But I will say, like, you know, I mean, depending where you're listening from. But I will say this, though, actually, the flip side of that, depending where you're listening from, there are some other countries who actually, like, really appreciate, like, the roadside attraction, the Route 66, those small town, like, small town America and, like, you know, like, all that, like, in-between stuff like, a lot more than some people who live in this country do. And, like, I, th- I think I didn't realize it till I started traveling more. But there's such cool shit to go see here. Like, I want to, you know, I want to now travel abroad. Now it's like, okay, I, I've, I've seen our country. Time to go see other countries. But it's, like, it's so crazy to me how many people I talk to who just don't know how much cool shit there is. Like, I'm not talking about, like, you know, Oregon and Washington. Like, those are awesome, you know, or New York State or something like that. But, like, there's cool, like, Oklahoma's a rad place. You know, like, I was talking about Texas earlier. Like, there's cool sections of Texas. Um, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, like, really cool shit down there. Even Kansas has some neat stuff. Like, there's neat stuff in in uh, every state, really. And uh, I just think there's, like, there's just huge chunks of the country that people just never see. Um, and just kind of write off is like something I don't have to see. And it's like, no, you like there's because there's something different everywhere. Like you realize how big this country is. And there's like a different personality everywhere. There's different things. You know, you have different climates. You have different like Utah is a great place. But it's like that's where I like to go to go climb shit and, you know, see like big red like rock mountains and, and things like that. Whereas like. You know, there's there's other states where like I in Kansas, I like to go to like, say, Lawrence, Kansas. That's one of the best like college towns. There's cool dive bars there. There's cool things to go do. You know, there's there's like 13 miles of Route 66 that go through Kansas that are really, really rad. So, you know, I I love I love driving and like going through small town America And finding, like, weird old stuff. Just kitschy, kitschy uh, stuff. I like old architecture, too. Like, I love Art Deco. And uh, just random things that, like, you'll be... Like, nothing I love more, too. And sometimes it bites me in the ass. It's very 50-50 the way that I travel sometimes. Because more times than not, I'll kind of get in the car and have, like... A Rough idea of what I'm gonna do but just a real like like I like to have the freedom I like to do a lot of solo traveling like to me the ideal way of going is travel by yourself But go meet up with friends and stuff places. So it's like travel by yourself But every couple days you're in a different city with a different friend like to me That's my fair way of traveling because everything in between you can do whatever the hell you want, really. You know, you have less of a timeline. You have less You have less people you got to please. You, you only got to please yourself there. So you can do whatever the hell you want. Go see whatever you want. And uh, that's what I like about that. You know, I, I love driving through small places. And anyways, just kind of doing that, like, off the cuff and, uh, you know, just driving through a small town and finding, like, a really old building. You know, like, a hundred-year-old building and just looking at the architecture, like – I don't know tons about it. I just know what I like and uh, old Googie stuff. If you don't know what Googie is, uh, go go look that up. Really cool architecture, like basically like 50s style architecture. Really uh, really neat stuff. But I love seeing all that stuff, and it's just like it's free entertainment. I mean, obviously you got to put gas in your car. I mean, that's probably my biggest expense is uh, gas. It's definitely not not uh, hotels because I like I said I sleep in my car. But, uh, you know, there's so much free, cool shit to see that all you got to do is just get in your car, drive, get off the interstates, fuck the interstate, you know, get off those, get that you're not going to see anything cool on the interstates. Get off those, find cool highways and, uh, you know, like scenic way, you know, scenic byways, all that stuff. And you just find amazing shit like, you know, it really not sound cheesy, but it becomes like the journey more than the than actually getting to the destination, because on the way you start finding all this cool, you know, including now, I mean, as, as I record this uh, Saturday night, I guess it is technically small business Saturday. And it's like, you know, talk about small businesses like go hit Route 66, like, you know, go you'll find small businesses and mom and pop places everywhere. I mean, there's places you'll go find that been fucking mom and pop stores since Like, you know, since the route, since Route 66, you know, was commissioned back in 1926, like things like that, you know, and and I love finding things like that. So I don't know that that's that's uh, what I really think is cool is like Route 66 is one of them. And I I always say this, and then I'll get off travel, We'll we'll get back into music. But something I find super intriguing, I think this is so neat. You go through Route 66, and there are so many people from different countries. There are more people from different countries. I would say, visiting Route 66 than other Americans. Like, when you go on there, they're just people from all these different walks of life, all these different countries, because that's that's what they see. Like, the old show, Route 66, which doesn't really get played over here, but I would say well worth going and checking out, actually. Like, really holds up well. Like, actually a really good show. And uh, funny enough, half, not even half, most of that show didn't even take place on Route 66. But that's what it's called. And people get that like idea of that Americana and like, you know, Corvette, like driving Route 66 in a Corvette and, you know, stopping, stopping at like those mom and pop places on the way through these small towns. And, you know, they romanticize that and they see that and they come here and do that. I think that's the raddest thing that someone would come to this country from somewhere else. And instead of you know like hitting up like say which you do hit up major cities in that way don't be wrong like Chicago Los Angeles like those are on there so you do hit those but outside of hitting those those people come here and and there's going and seeing like Miami Oklahoma. Like small, like small towns like that, you know what I mean, or like driving through Kansas and stuff, and seeing parts of this country, which quite, quite frankly, most Americans will probably never go, like even take the time to go see. Which you know that that's, I guess, that's my PSA. Like, like I want to go see the entire, you know, the the entire world. I want to go see the whole damn thing. I want to go see other countries. But there's so many people here who want to go see other countries, but never see like the rest of the United States. And I just got to tell you, there's so much rad shit out there to go see. I can tell you that personally, the last five years I've spent going to the lower 48 states and Hawaii, uh, just got to hit, just got to hit Alaska now, but there's so much cool shit to see everywhere. You know, I, I would say every state has at least one or two redeemable qualities to go check out. You know, some states are better than others. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're all equal, um, You know, there's definitely states that have more cool things to do and more things to do than others But uh, yeah, you know, I would not I would not uh, I would not uh, like like, you know Throw out the idea of checking out, you know, basically small-town america and uh, just these really pockets of cool uh, Throughout, you know that are not just on you know, they're not just in california or in new york or Florida or something like that, you know, but that is my little travel rant But yeah, that was a that was a big thing this month, you know hitting hitting that before I was 28 uh, Meant a lot to me. So I was very happy to do that. I know the podcast Suffered for it because I I got a, I got a little behind with it But we got that and hey, we also had that a uh, throwback episode with Stephen Jenkins a third eye blind from a few years ago One of my very first interviews ever which was a uh, very very cool to uh, put back up and uh, put that out there again and, and listen to it again. I, I didn't listened to it in a while there, but I want to always be very proud of. Very short interview, not a lot that, you know what I mean? Like just short and sweet, you know, just a couple questions, but uh, you know, someone who I look up to musically and has loved his music for so long. And, you know, that being one of my first ever interviews and uh, just everything around it, it will uh, always, will, will always have a special place in my heart. So it was uh, cool to finally get that out here. But, uh, yeah, that was the Power Chord Hour this month. And uh, the radio show, I don't think, no, we didn't miss an episode. Uh, that was one thing we stayed on. You know, it, it's much easier to do that because if I get if I get behind on things, I can always just make a nice big playlist and do the radio show. You know, I don't always need to have a topic or a guest. I can just go on and spin songs for two hours and just, you know, bullshit about music, which uh, I love to do, which, uh, you know, you ain't, you ain't uh, doing anything to hurt me. You know, if I if I go on for a week and just play some music and talk about it in between. But uh yeah, you know, that's that's been the power chord hour this month. But uh outside the power chord hour, tons of good new music. We're gonna get to one of the songs here very shortly and get into our interview here. But uh some new music of the month, November 2020. Uh we got we got quite a bit good stuff and some being uh surprise releases. I think there was a decent amount of those this month. One of them, I am the avalanche would dive. That one kind of came out of nowhere. But a uh, really, really good stuff. I uh, I I hit Vinny up. I would love to get Vinny Caruana on here. Talk about the new record. It absolutely rips. And uh, actually, as well, too, because the Movie Life's uh, this time next year turns 20 or did turn 20 this year. And uh, one of my favorites would love to talk to him about those. But uh, that Bad Boy Dive, definitely go check that out. If you're a fan of I Am the Avalanche, does not disappoint. That is out on I Surrender Records. Our buddy Rob Hit from Midtown. That's his label. Let's go check that out. Rad Key, one of the greatest live bands I have ever seen. 100% just one of the best. Uh, their new album, Green Room, just so so good. I definitely, I go check them out. They are very independent. I mean, I know they self release most of this stuff. I think they self record a lot of it. Like these guys are very self sufficient, and they're they are a touring band. Like this is a band that tours their asses off, and uh, I'm sure this whole pandemic has not helped them. You know, I mean, all musicians were affected by this, but the ones who like tour ten month ten months out of the year, Radkey being one of them. Uh, definitely took a hit. So I mean, go check out that new album radkey.bandcamp.com. Go check out their their uh, website radkey.com. All that stuff. A uh, a probably a band a little bigger than Radkey. You might know this one, but uh, Smashing Pumpkins got a new one out. And uh, C Y R. Not sure exactly how the hell you uh, pronounce it, sir. I, I sire. I am not entirely sure, but C Y R. Go check that one out. Um, I I'm always a fan. I love like the classic Smashing Pumpkins, but I am someone who actually likes kind of and like more of like certain songs, not even full albums, but like there's a lot of later later era Smashing Pumpkins stuff that uh, I think gets like overlooked, um, including specific songs and stuff that that I think like after the year 2000 just really got overlooked with them. You know, I, I think people are kind of giving them a little more now that, you know, the uh, with the reunion with uh, a couple of the uh, original members there, you know, I think I think they're kind of people are kind of being more like it's not so Billy Corgan being as experimental. So I think people are kind of giving it a uh, some of their stuff more of a shot again, which uh, I, I think is very very cool. But go check that one out. Art Bergman, who uh, will play this song later, but he just put a new one out with Wayne Kramer of MC5. So you know it's good, uh, Christo Fascist, and we'll play that uh, later on here on the podcast. But a nice little uh, fired-up single there. And uh, again released from a buddy of the show, Steve Kravik, on his record label, Porterhouse Records. A uh, great new single from the Chats, ACDC CD. They put that one out to help promote the new uh, ACDC record, which also came out uh, this month. I've not listened to all of it. I've heard a few songs off of it, and I like it. I mean, I, I like ACDC enough. They're one of those They're one of those bands where sometimes people like who don't like that. And I'm a very casual ACDC fan. I, I have... I know mostly the hits. I'm not someone who could probably name a bunch of like really obscure deep cuts. But something that I will say about them is like it's funny sometimes with people who don't like them because it's like, oh, all the songs sound the same or this. It's like, no, they're like they're this formulaic band where it's like they've just figured out what really works for them. Like. Like, it, they're not a band who are going to get super experimental, but you don't want them to be. Like, they're just ACDC. Like, you don't want an experimental fucking record from ACDC. Like, they just, like, really loud rock and roll. Like, they're they're great at it. And it's like, so why do anything else? Like, they stick to what they know and what they're good at. And uh, the, the uh, song, the song or two that I've heard off their new record is pretty good. And the chats, though, you got to go check that out. ACDC CD is a uh, really damn good. So go check both those out. Billy Joe Armstrong with No Fun Mondays. That is his uh, new one with all those covers he's been doing this year. Jello B. Afra put out a new one this year, or uh, not this? Well, new this year, but new this month. Tea Party Revenge Porn. Uh, Joe Normal, our buddy, uh, Living in the Burrow, brand new single from him. We'll play that later on here. Guided by Voices, Styles We Paid For. The Network, who is definitely not Green Day, just put out their uh, EP Trans Am and uh, they did announce an upcoming album, Money Money 2020 Told You So, uh, in reference to their first record, Money Money 2020. And uh, I, I like that they're that they're back. I like the network and uh, the band that is definitely not Green Day. It is cool to see them doing more stuff. Jeff Coomer of uh, the early November put out a new single, Whirlwind. And uh, he's done a couple solo things throughout the years, which uh, are really good, very underrated. Uh, people forget about those, but uh, well worth going and checking out. I know has one record that he put out in like I think 08 or 09 and actually I want to say like the dudes in man overboard were like his backing band on it but there's a couple jams on there well worth checking out uh if you go look him up but uh cool he's doing new music the juliana theory talking about new music they just put out a first new song and I uh, I mean probably 20 years but uh, Can't Go Home, their brand new single, and uh, more where that came from. And Jersey Interchange, who uh, we're about to talk to Christian and Josh, have uh, put out a few new songs this month. We're going to get into them, and I will play them, as well as the world premiere right here of Jersey Interchange's new cover of the Gaslight Anthem's Casanova Baby. You hear that right after our interview here on the November rundown of the Power Court Hour. Right now on the Power Chord Hour, we got two guests for you on this episode. And uh, very excited returning to the show is Christian of Jersey Interchange. And for the first time, we got Josh of the band Right Turn Eddie. And uh, Josh is on the the brand new Jersey Interchange cover of the Gaslight Anthem's Casanova Baby off their 2008 record, The 59 Sound. And we're actually premiering that right here. Going to be the first place you'll be able to hear it. And we'll play it here after we uh, talk to Christian and Josh a little bit. So uh, guys, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Great. Doing doing good. I'm uh you know like I said, I mean anyone who uh, listens to the show Christian, you were back on uh back in August, which I didn't I didn't realize it'd been that long, but uh I guess it has been a few months now. So like, you know, kind of catch people up like what has been going on with Jersey Interchange since back in August? What have you guys been uh working on? What is what has been going on with the project? Uh
2: so still, you know, putting out lots of songs uh we, we kind of changed the format a little bit for, you know, it was a little bit easier to just pump out songs. week we, every week basically. And, and now that things have gotten, you know, I don't want to say back to normal, but you know, people are, I guess, adjusting to the quarantine life and working from home and doing all this stuff. It's a little bit harder to, you know, uh, get, get songs out week week to week. So we've just kind of, taking a, a step back, but we're still releasing, you know, kind of batches of songs here and there. Um, I think, uh, let me just, uh, pull up in, in the, since we last talked, I think we had, uh, uh, a misfits cover. Um, what else? Yeah, yeah I did right. that one.
1: <laughs> you sang on that one,
2: <laughs> uh, correct? Not to, not to like promote my own stuff. Uh, we had, uh, Ian, uh, Musgrove from the June spirit, uh, did a, a really, really quiet and somber ballad that I don't think anybody was expecting um, but it was awesome uh, Joe polito who is the another one that I don't think anybody's expecting Joe polito is the ngPP archives uh, uh, mastermind Proctor whatever you want to call it um, but he did a song all on his own too uh, he did everything for it uh, of a really I don't know if you call them obscure but they're not probably known outside of the most Jersey Jersey punk uh, avenues uh called your Mom Will love us <laughs> um but uh and then of course we had uh heath saraceno helping us out again uh with another song uh, and also Char- on that same song sean mcgovern is an irks cover um and uh, and since then you know we also did a uh, which was kind of cool a, a a not live but it, it, in, in, a sen- in essence it was live on the boardwalk in asbury park uh song with jeff Davidson who was formerly of catch-22 and the Derringers. Uh, He did his like acoustic reggae take on the bouncing souls and that that actually uh, Was probably our best performing song a lot of people were into that
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of if you want to get into that because I really I, I got a huge kick out of it I mean like yeah, like explain to people who like don't know like I got I thought that was such a great idea what you guys did for the recording of that song well,
2: thanks, thanks. Um, I mean, it 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 basically was just kind of a seed of Jeff wanting to play the song "Gone" because that meant a lot to him, and he you know he he stripped it down to basically it was just him and a guitar, and I just I asked him one day like what do you th- what do you think if we had like a choir to kind of like back you up, and then we kind of just put two and two together. We said well the bouncing souls are are well now they are kind of their their summer home is at asbury park on the jersey shore and we just kind of said why don't we get some people together put out put out the word so we we put out you know a uh, facebook uh flash uh you know invite to uh anybody who wanted to come down and help us sing and uh we got about about 15 people uh to come out and 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 it was it was it was an interesting uh, process because uh, you know we'd never done anything like this before and it went it went really smooth um, our uh, our guy Nick Fleito um, who was in the band one cool guy helped us out he's been mixing a lot of a lot of the songs for Jersey Interchange too so he did all the live um, uh, production at the boardwalk and also played trumpet on the song so he did a, you nice. know he did a little bit of double, double duty um, which is you know which is cool because <laughs> You know, it just kind of shows the whole DIY ethic and, you know, uh,
0: it's, it's just, it was just, a, it was a
2: cool moment and we were all glad that everybody kind of embraced it. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it just, I don't know, it was a very, it was very neat. I also got a kick out of it, man, I think Asbury Park's like my favorite place I've ever been in New Jersey and stuff. So I, I, I thought like all of that together was just very fitting, seemed like a fitting place to like do it and everything. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it came out great too.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think I think it was it was uh, definitely one of our more well-received songs. And and I know Jeff and all of us are proud of it, too. So
1: and then, you know, for the new one that uh, we're going to be premiering here, the uh, cover of Casanova, Baby. Yes. uh, For this one, guys. I mean, which one of you, you know, who chose who chose this song? You know, whose whose idea was it to uh, do it? Which, again, I mean, which people will hear after this, but a another really, really good cover. You guys you guys did great on this one as well.
3: Thank you. Thank um, you. I'll let Josh yeah. Okay, cool. I uh you know, Christian approached me and we talked about a couple different songs and he brought up uh Casanova Baby and uh I've always liked the gaslight anthem so uh it, it seemed like a fun fit. Although uh, you know, when he approached me about it, I, I really didn't know how we were gonna be doing it, like what kind of style of music. Um and he had given me kind of the drums and because uh, I am clueless on how to program drums so christian programmed the drums for me and it really the song just kind of really took a whole form I, the way it came out i just did not envision it originally you know when when he originally approached me about it and i uh, i'm like super excited about it and proud about it it was uh, definitely a learning experience and uh and uh just something that kind of grew organically throughout the process we've kind of changed it a couple times throughout it and uh, again the way it came out i never would have envisioned that from the get-go so it was really cool
1: Yeah, I I like it because it doesn't, like, I I feel like you did. You kind of gave it your own, like, vibe to it. Like, it doesn't sound like just a straight-up cover of the the original. I feel like you guys picked a good song, too, because there's, like, like, even if there's songs off, like, say, the 59 sound, for example, there's a few of those where I feel like you could probably play it more straightforward. But I feel like you guys picked a good one where you could, like, put your own, like, twist on it. Like, there was kind of room there to, like, add and kind of, like, do it a different style,
3: you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's nothing like the original, which is cool. And, and um, sorry.
1: Oh no, man, go ahead. Uh,
3: oh, I was gonna say it was a really cool experience. Considering I, I've never recorded at home myself, I, my experience with bands has always been actually going into a studio, you know, and uh, not having the ability to sit down in the, in your house and uh, kind of work on this. So it was a a big learning experience and, and just super cool, you know. So I was very and, thankful, and- to Christian. And you, and you kind of built your own studio though, didn't you? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so, so I have my house is uh, like a modern contemporary, so it's very open. And uh, the first couple takes we did, Christian kept coming back, and he's like, dude, "Dude, it's like so the mixes are so loud. There's so much noise." And I was like, "Oh." All right. All right. So then I convinced the wife to let me uh, take about like half of the garage and uh, I built a uh, little recording studio in there, which was kind of like a double. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, it's really some song, honey. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now
1: you got a studio out of it.
3: Correct. Correct. So it was actually quite cool.
1: That That's very neat. And besides uh, besides you guys, who else does play on this cover?
3: So Christian did drums and he did uh, a guitar for like a rhythm guitar. I, I did rhythm and leads and vocals, and then um, I also played bass on it. Uh, we had someone lined up who didn't work out, but uh, and then I had my old bass player from Right Turn Eddie, who actually originally is a guitar player. He did like uh, some some lead rhythmish guitars on it as well. So that was kind of cool. Because I got to reacquaint with him, which I haven't, you know, played with him in in many, many years at this point.
1: Oh, that's cool. And I mean, like, really for people, too, you know, Right Turn Eddie, I know you guys were a part of that, like, New Jersey punk scene. And, uh, you know, if you guys, like, if you want to talk for a second, like, how long were you guys around? Like, like, would you, did you guys play many shows? Like, what was kind of the uh, history, I guess you will, like, like a quick little rundown of, like, Right Turn Eddie?
3: Yeah, Right Janity came out in like 95, I want to think. And um, we came out at a time. We were kind of a little younger in the scene compared to the rest of the guys. Uh, Most of the bands from the Jersey scene came out a little after us. Um, And we were a real oddball ska band because we were uh, a mix of heavy metal, punk rock, really fast ska um, and we, we never really fit with most ska bands. Most of them would look at us like they wanted to stab us at the end of the show. <laughs> and, uh, most punk rock bands like us liked us, but didn't understand us. So, uh, we, we kind of didn't fit in anywhere and, uh, it kind of allowed us to play a lot of different shows. Although we did play with, um, a lot of big ska bands over the years. Uh, you know, we, we were probably around for a solid four years and, uh, we got to play with the toasters, the scoffalas, um, we, we did, a a a, a lesson Jake show down at the Trocadero, uh, in Philly. Um, and, uh, a handful of other bands. I can't, uh, MU three thirty and, and a bunch of other ska bands from around the country. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, we were just kind of a really weird band. So we never quite fit in. That's
2: cool. And I just realized the other day, I, I told Josh, uh, that I was looking through some old files and, and pictures and stuff. They actually played the first show I ever threw. Oh, at, really? And, uh, yeah, it was. It was just ran. It was a random memory. I was like, wait a minute, this is kind of crazy how this all is now circling back around. But, but yeah, they played. Uh, Ray Tornetti played. Asa. and actually, even weirder is that was the show that my band played. The only show I ever played because that's when I realized I did not like being on stage. Um, but, but so Josh, we actually played together. We played a show together before. I don't, <laughs> don't <have> see neither. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that kind of comes into the next question. I was going to ask, like, I mean, how long have you guys known each other? Like, when did you meet each other? I assume, I mean, you were both obviously a part of the scene back in the day.
2: Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if
3: Josh and I were like, we, I don't think we
2: actually knew each other per se. Yeah, no. And then, like, you know, maybe maybe I gave him the money to to pay
3: them for that show. <laughs> but besides that. Um, we probably crossed paths, but right, uh, right. yeah. Yeah, we, we were a weird band where we didn't have any booking agents. So literally everybody's phone number in the band, we'd, we'd all book shows. And uh, sometimes we'd literally play three or four shows on a Saturday and a Sunday, oh, you know, geez. both days, because we'd be like, oh, crap, we're totally overbooked. All right, let's just do all of them. Wow. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was pretty interesting. And me and Christian kind of really met for the most part uh, when he approached me. I want to think it was April or May and uh doing doing this project so
2: yeah that's cool and i mean i mean, I, I was definitely a fa- obviously i was definitely a fan of right Turnity. so like I, I and i think i think what really fueled us uh meeting was was probably the the corn tunes uh because yeah, josh, was, yeah. josh was one of the first people to do the the corn uh that the njpp group
1: oh, nice. does on
2: facebook uh for anybody that's not familiar with Quarantunes it's it's I think it's on their seventh or eighth edition now yeah. basically it's just a stay-at-home uh, acoustic event like on a Friday night where you know five or six uh artists from the NJPP scene and beyond uh kind of just come sit to, together and play for 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 an audience of uh, NJPP fans so and Josh Josh you've done it like twice now I think right Two, three times
3: I think three times at this point. I've 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 done two official shows, and then he actually uh, the guy who does it called me like one Friday night, and the guy dropped out. He's like, "Can you hop on?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do some covers."
4: (laughs) Oh, nice.
1: I mean, outside of Right turnetti I mean, did you did you play in many other bands in between, or was that kind of like the main band that you played in?
3: Uh, I'd say that was like the main popular new jersey punk band i played in um after right turn eddie i actually uh I, I worked for uh ups at the time and i was a computer specialist so i literally traveled all over the world fixing computer systems so I, I didn't really have much time for bands at the time and then uh you know then you start families and things get busy and uh i've only just kind of played in bands like little you know fun bands just to kind of get the uh this the stress relief out but uh no i never got very serious again about it so This has been kind of awesome for that reason, you know, since I've been able to do something uh, very creative and uh, get those juices flowing.
1: Well, I I like that because I feel like, Christian, you've done that for, like, I mean, we kind of talked about this last time you were here. Like, I feel like you've done that for a few people where, like, people who you haven't heard anything from in a very long time, like, musically, and you, like, get them to put something on. I'm always like, oh, my God, like, that's great. Like, a lot of people are like... Man, like you haven't heard them really, like you haven't heard them record anything in like well over a decade, sometimes more than a decade. A decade, maybe like, you know, kind of on the shorter end. So, like that's really cool. And I mean, we might have even talked about it last time, but you know, has this has this a lot of people that you've approached to do this? Have you been approaching more people that like you're talking about with Joshua? Like you guys didn't really know each other beforehand. Like have you been meeting a, a lot more people who maybe you crossed paths back in the day, but really didn't know it until now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, I would say at least half of the people that are involved with the project, you know, like, you know, we had friends of, of friends, or, you know, we were just in the scene, and, you know, that's that, you know, like, like we kind of accept each other for that, um, but for the most part, yeah, really, I mean, there's there's been a few people I've reached out to who I don't know from East Jibib, but, you know, like, like they're, they're just, like, really accepting of the project, and project, and... Um, really want to be involved so uh you know there's some that that would rather not and that's cool too but um it's 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 definitely been a cool process to uh to connect and reconnect with people who i haven't seen and or 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 talked to in a long time especially josh too
1: Nice. And, you know, for the new, I was thinking about this for uh, the, the new song that we'll play here uh, shortly, Casanova Baby. I mean, is this the newest song that, that you've covered so far? I was thinking that this is probably like the most like, I, I guess, quote unquote, modern song from like the New Jersey scene that you've covered so mm-hmm. far. A good question.
2: Um, you're you're probably I'm looking at the list here. Because I'm going may, off top of my head. I may,
1: I may be wrong.
2: No, I think I think you might be right. Uh, either that or the ergs was a little bit. I mean, they they were. Oh
1: yeah, the ergs might be the ergs might be same era.
2: But I think I think what the fifty nine sound came in what oh seven oh yeah. eight yeah like, 08, no? 08, I think oh eight. So that you might be right. You might be right.
1: Right, I, I was wondering that then. Like, I mean, if you, I, I guess not that you were like against it before, but like, do you see yourself doing maybe more like modern covers like it seems like now like with that you know kind of going into like later eras then like i know like some of the original songs you know like misfits and stuff like that but i know a lot of the uh kind of initial run was like that like late 90s early 2000s i mean do you see yourself kind of going a little further i guess more once again kind of quote-unquote modern with some of the covers
2: um i i don't know only because I don't know m- much music past 2008, <laughs> so uh I mean well that's not it's not so true but you know like there's also not there wasn't a huge um wave of you know organic not to call it njpp but just organic music from like uh, uh that scene uh that that kind of I don't know how to how to say it I guess I get what just, you're getting it, at it kind of it kind of died let's be honest you know like yeah and, and and I think a band like Gaslight, even though they kind of were born from the scene, kind of hit it big after all that was over with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. So for me, yeah, for me, I mean, it's it's kind of a a moment in time in a way. <laughs> um, just because I, you know, like I, I'm not going to cover a Taylor Swift song or, or you know, yeah. you know, like, what whatever. I I I, I think you know. The, the, I mean, there's definitely some cooler New Jersey bands um, like Nightbirds or Teenage Halloween that, um, that are coming out now. And, and I, I've actually, you know, I've made an effort to try and figure out what's hip, what's coming in, coming uh, down the pike in in, in the scene. Um, but it's just, you know, it, in a way, it's almost like, uh, are we going to cover a Teenage Halloween song in 2020 when they just put out a, a record? yeah whereas it's it 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 also doesn't lend itself to nostalgia that much. and I think that's what a lot of this project is based in. So I guess that's probably the best answer um, that if, makes if sense. I mean, also the yeah. people you
1: have playing on these two come from that era. and I mean, I think you kind of said it that is also like the golden era of like I mean really like like the music that you're going for on the there, like that is the best yeah. era. but right. uh, you know, kind of kind of going off of that of the gaslight anthem I mean because I I'm someone who I heard the Gaslight Anthem and only afterwards, like, years later realized, like, the connections to, like, that whole New Jersey punk scene. But, I mean, I know those guys played in a different couple bands. I mean, Josh or Christian, I mean, did either of you back in the day see any of them play in their old bands or even play with any of their old bands?
3: I I did not myself. I think he's, like, a little younger than I am. So I think I'm older than you what's that (laughs) i think i'm older than you oh yeah (laughs) i just i just turned 44
2: so okay never mind you are a Uh, a little (laughs) young okay i'm 42 i'm 42 i'm not that much
3: yeah yeah i don't uh i mean you know when i kind of got out of the scene that was uh life got busy real quick and uh what certainly wasn't hitting hitting the local shows as much and and when they were there were typically large bands at the roseland Um, I I think I saw Midtown a bunch of times. Yeah, it was kind of hard. Life started moving really fast when you get thrown on UPS planes to go fix stuff in Germany and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that can
1: be understandable. Yeah, you may not uh, keep your eye on on what's going on in the scene then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But,
2: uh, you know. I mean, I think, uh, think, you know, obviously Brian played in Humble Beginnings for a short while. Yeah. Um, And uh, Benny was in the low-end theory, I believe. Um, And, of course, Benny did a lot of shows at Manville Elkswage. Um, and uh, I am trying to think of the other two. The Alex, the Alexes. I am not sure what they were in, to be honest with you, but I, I could be just blanking. Um, but you know, they built they definitely built their own a, a good resume for themselves out of out of the the New Jersey local scene, and, and you know, my friend, my friend, and actually uh, a big supporter of Ray Turnetti, uh, Mike Pelak. Uh, I am sure you know him, Josh. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah yeah he actually it's funny mike pelak was my uh my roommate uh when we we both moved to los angeles for for a few years and uh he went into the whole record industry and um was working for side one uh, side one dummy records and introduced gaslight anthem to side one dummy and that that kind of yeah it's he, he, I don't think he even believes it himself that he was able to kind of like facilitate that, but he's, you know, 30 per 35% of the reason they're where they are, I think. Yeah. You know? I'd say, I mean that, that 59 sound came off. You know?
1: uh, yeah. They, I mean that their biggest album, I would say came off of a uh, side one dummy. A few of theirs. Dead. Right. That's amazing. Right.
2: Yeah. So they, they were, they were on XOXO records. I think they put their first LP or EP. I can't remember which one, but, uh, that was, um, that was run by a guy named Jay small who I think he's, he's not doing his record label anymore, but I think he knew them from that release and then just kind of, you know, went from there.
1: Nice. Well, we will, uh, we're going to play the song here in a second. I know I keep teasing it, but like Christian, what is next for Jersey interchange? You know, what else, what else do you have planned coming up that you can uh, talk about?
2: Well, um, we have actually, uh, Coming out, I, I don't want to put a specific date on it, but coming out very soon will be a, uh, a digital EP, uh, which is actually going to be a benefit um, for the uh, Elizabeth Coalition to house the homeless, which is actually a, a homeless. I don't want to call it a shelter, but they do help uh, homeless people find housing, um, um, and they also, you know, have a soup kitchen and 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 do like uh, clothing and food drives. Um, but my, my mom has been working with them for almost over, over 30 years. And oh, nice. I used to, as, as, a, as a child, I used to go and help with the soup kitchen, help them. The, you know, my mom, my mom's a saint, you know, throughout growing up with her, she was always having people drop bags, and it looked like we were like the trash people of the neighborhood. But, <laughs> you know, she would, they, would, they would drop um, garbage bags full of like, you know, old clothes that they're not using, stuff that basically you put into like a collection container now uh on our porch and we would just she would just go down to the coalition and and donate the the clothes um so it's it's kind of a a cause that's near and dear to my heart and obviously my mom even more so uh we're we're doing this as a benefit um for her it's a six song ep with josh's uh, and steve's cover uh you know actually as the the opening track um we also and then and then a couple uh couple other or six other or five others I should say other songs that have been uh released in the past but um i think it's it's a good little collection of songs it's going to cost people five bucks and hopefully hopefully more if they want to donate more obviously we're you know uh donation uh, window is wide open so uh that'll be released in the next two weeks and uh i think it's it'll be a good little piece of uh of, uh, enjoyment for people and, and we'll help, help out a, a organization that, that has a great cause, you know, attached to it.
1: Oh, totally. It's, it's cool. that is, that is going to a, uh, a really good cause. And I mean, we're, we're at the end of the year now here too. I mean, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but like how many, how many roughly, how many songs do you think you've released now this year? I mean, I feel like even without doing it weekly, like you've, you've put out yeah. a lot of music this year.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the Gaslight cover will be 19. Wow. Um, so there'll be 19 songs. And then we have, I mean, there, there are at least another 12 to 13 in various stages of undress right now. Um, and about two or three that are pretty close to being, you know, wrapped up. But, um, I, yeah, I, yeah, I we should definitely give a, a shout out at least on this song for to, uh, Steve Martin, um, And obviously josh here uh but also the mixer um zach miller who i think uh uh we we i think josh and i all agree we had it in a place that we were really happy with it and then we sent it to our mixer and he just like took it to a place that's just like whoa better
3: yeah yeah it was pretty rad nice yeah and and, and a big shout out to christian for doing this i don't know how he does this for for all these songs and, and i'm sure a lot of it is a real huge pain in the butt so um you know, just uh, Not too uh, much. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's I, I can't say fun. enough about this guy. He's he's awesome. Oh, thank you,
2: that's... but I, I no. It, you know, all the credit goes to you guys and, and 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 just making it the best song it can be. You know,
1: that's rad. Well, I mean, before we play it, you know, you want to let people know where they can find uh, Jersey Interchange online, all that good stuff.
2: Sure. Um, we uh, well, we have a uh, we actually just opened up a web store uh at jersey interchange.bigcartel.com and uh we just released a, a new t-shirt some stickers which is a pre-order up for the t-shirt um and then the music can all be found on uh, soundcloud at the uh the njpp archives um page over there and that's that's harder to to I say over over this. I'll put a link but, in the uh, description of the podcast. yeah go, they can go to facebook.com, facebookcom backslash Jersey interchange and there should be a link to our our uh, SoundCloud page and that has all what will be 19 songs uh, that we've released so far and and you know continue to release uh, uh they'll they all be on there.
1: Nice. And uh yeah, that that is awesome. We'll play uh, obviously we'll play this one and then we'll uh play a couple other jersey interchange songs as well afterwards but uh josh christian both great talking to you both and uh josh i mean that sounds rad now you have a studio i mean you're gonna, you're gonna keep then uh maybe using that writing writing stuff and like recording now you have a you got something there
3: yeah yeah i've uh, started some little projects and i have some uh, old friends who friends who are musicians they're uh scheduled up in the spring to start coming in because i've actually found I, I am enjoying the recording process and, and engineering so i've kind of really gotten into that side of it too so
1: oh that's awesome that's uh yeah yeah. that's very cool so right now here they are we got both josh and christian on this one great great cover here they are is jersey interchange with their cover of the gaslight anthems casanova baby right here on the power cord hour <laughs> again go check out jersey interchange there on are you rolling?
4: It was a cloudy night so it looked to me I felt so lost I couldn't say why I I, I needed strength Changed my mind, but these ghosts stick to me like glue. Hating life, believing I was no good. It was a darkness all my own. The song played on the radio went straight to my heart. I carried it with me until the darkness was gone So it looked to me I felt so lost I couldn't say why I built this cloud to live in It was a bunch of lies in my mind The world wants me to believe it So I had to change my mind It was a darkness all my own A song played on the radio Went straight to my heart I carried it with me Until the darkness was gone Feel. I know it's a lie. My heart is real. And I've seen some days as dark as the night. And I've closed my eyes trying to find me that light that crawls through the cracks and chisels away. And sometimes a song is all that it takes, and the darkness is gone. And the darkness is gone. And the darkness is gone. gone.
5: From less
3: than Jake, and you're listening to the Power Chord Hour. Nice.
6: <laughs> Go out and grab a pack of cigarettes, gonna smoke them all until I'm goddamn sick. Put on my daddy's old eraser hat. Down to the corner store to steal me a pack. Put on my gloves and my favorite coat. Stepping in the puddles till my hot tops are soaked. Just like I used to when we cut out of school, sharing a pack of Lucky Strikes with you. Gonna meet my friends and cross the railroad tracks by the bowling alley in the brick smokestacks. Watching past the factories To kill a hopeless night in this city Hey-ho The time was much too slow We're an average Joe Living in the furrow stop in the castle and the billiard hall Ain't nothing happens so we jump the wall The is poodle at the reservoir School, man, I'm so slow. I'm heading up the stairs past mom and dad. Smell it like the pools and cigarettes I had. They said, Hey, Joe, would you get that crooked halo? Oh, well, I did not know. They were so dumb. But you ought to know unless you're too damn stone. So I shouted, "I had a brother who got shot in the head by a criminal couple who got away with it, and I love my sister who got beaten to death by an angry lover with a baseball bat, and a boy grows up somewhere with special needs, given a needle with a mandatory vaccine." Wanna run from it all But I don't know where I can go So I'll stick it out there the side.
1: here on the November rundown of the Power Chord Hour podcast. That was Art Bergman featuring Wayne Kramer of the MC5 with Christo Fascist. Before that was Joe Normal with Living in the Borough. And if uh, you have not heard it, it was our second interview. Our third, I believe, actually. Third. <laughs> now I'm second guessing myself. Second or third, I believe, interview ever here on the Power Chord Hour podcast. Uh, we did it earlier this year. Right when the pandemic started, because I remember we were supposed to do it one day and then like everything in Los Angeles got shut down where he is. And uh, a few days later uh, happened here in uh, New York. But, uh, yeah, I remember it was, like, right away. It was, it was like, the very first uh, interview, like, as the pandemic was hitting. So uh, one of the very first early interviews here on the Power Chord Hour podcast, one of the very first episodes, I'd say, like, in the first 10. So if you've not checked that out, go check it out. He is a, a great singer-songwriter, and uh, that one definitely has some, like, Paul Westerberg vibes to it, which uh, I obviously, as you probably know, um, am definitely a fan of. And before that was a nice big old block of Jersey Interchange for you. That last one was Empty, which is a cover from Wholesale. Before that was Gone, originally done by the Bouncing Souls. And opening up that block was a world premiere of uh, Jersey Interchange's latest cover. That was Casanova Baby, originally of the Gaslight Anthem. And uh, don't forget, you can go find those all on uh, SoundCloud, NJPP SoundCloud. Uh, Tons of songs. There's like... I mean, Christian said it on there that that's this is their 19th song, so uh, there's 19 songs on there now to go check out. Tons if you've missed them, and uh, talking about if you've missed past interviews, like I said too, he was on back in August, so you know go check out that Joe Normal uh, interview. Go check out the uh, other one with Christian. We had him on for like that was a that was a very in depth interview. I, I had tons of fun talking to him tonight with uh, with him and Josh. But uh, if you want to hear even more about Jersey Interchange. And uh, about Christians, like just you know, his involvement in the scene and uh, just stories from back in the day and all that. Definitely go check out our uh, past episode with him from back in August. Uh, I, I off the top of my head, I can't for I can't remember what episode number it is. Just just go look through the podcast feed wherever you're listening to this. You will find it there, and uh, you can check it out there. But uh, I was very happy to uh, do that. I loved or premiere that. I loved that cover. Uh, I thought it was really good. And what I really liked about it is it, it kind of had a vibe, in my opinion, of like a Gaslight Anthem song had like Brian Fallon wrote written that while he was in Lane Meyer. You know, kind of, kind of like that, where like it's a Gaslight Anthem song. If, if those dudes wrote it while they were still like in their like teens and were playing like VFW halls in Jersey, you know, so really, really good cover. But uh, I love all those. I, I thought that uh, "Bouncing Souls" cover was uh, just amazing. And uh, Asbury Park, my favorite place in New Jersey, hold that, that place holds a special place in my heart for tons of different reasons. And uh, was very was so was very cool they recorded there. And not only that, I I obviously wasn't there. I would love to be. But uh, if, if you did hear in the beginning of that, like where it's going through all the uh, stations and the radio static, you do hear me for a second. And uh, that little clip there is from my uh, last time Christian was on the show. So I got to thank him for adding me to that, you know, because I, I thought that was so cool. From the second I heard they were recording like gang vocals in Asbury Park, I was like, that's so goddamn cool. Um, it, it is. It's my it's my favorite. uh it's my favorite area around there. I, I've, I've just had so much fun around there. And uh, even better, yeah, it it is in that area. I was trying to think for a second if it was or if I went out of my way, but I don't think it was. Bagel Masters. Listen, I, there's so many places in Jersey I haven't been. Maybe I'll get crucified for saying one place has, like, the best. In my opinion, Bagel Masters in New Jersey is, uh, in Asbury Park, uh, The best the best bagels I've had anywhere it hands down. Like I, I go out of my way anytime I'm near that place to go get, if I'm in Jersey, I'm getting Wawa and I'm getting bagel masters. And, uh, that's, you know, and once again, listen, there's probably places out there that are great. I haven't, there's so many places in Jersey I've never been like, you know, I, I've, I've, my my Jersey experience well, is well, I do love that state. You know, there I I do realize there's chunks of it I've never been to. So hey, there's probably you could probably be like, no motherfucker, this is where the best bagel is. But in my humble in my humble opinion, Bagel Masters is the place to go if you're trying to get bagels and you're near Asbury Park. But uh, yeah. So very, very cool. I'll get off the subject of uh, bagels. I, I just can't stop tonight. Uh, you know, one one second. I won't shut up about traveling. Now I won't shut up about bagels. But uh, this is your November rundown of the show. So uh, we're going to get into some music news now here before I let you go. We did the new music. Now we got to know what went on in music this month. And uh, I was very excited for this. Richard Hell has now announced that a new reissue of the Voidoid second record, 1982's Destiny Street, is uh, going to be remastered, remixed. And uh, the album was originally released five years after the punk rock debut classic Blink Generation. But Richard Hell was never pleased with the original mix or the sound of the album. And uh, just took a very long time to record, uh, I think, rampant drug use and just a bunch of different other things made it... Uh, you know, not the smoothest recording to you know ever go down in the history of recordings, but uh, you know, Richard 40 years later now is uh finally fixing the things that he uh, wants to fix on it, and for its 40th anniversary, this uh, new box set, uh, Destiny Street Complete, is going to include the new remixed version of the album along with the original mix, a uh, 2009 remix that Richard Hell uh, also did. As well as a collection of demos and rarities from that era, which uh, I'm very, very excited for. And uh, Hell also worked on this remix and remaster with Nick Zinner of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. And the collection will be out next January here, so just a couple months, on Omnivore Recordings. They always do great. Um... I've I've spoken on it a bunch on here, but Omnivore, just like Rhino Records, uh, both really good at reissuing some classic stuff. Like I never feel ripped off by their because let's be honest, when you reissue albums, it's very easy to just like pull it out of your ass. You know, a real like a remaster that no one really can tell the difference of maybe like maybe if you're lucky some added liner notes or something but you know a lot a lot of times when they re-release something you know because you are you you you're doing exactly that you're re-releasing it like it needs to be worth something to go buy it again and uh omnivore is very good at that i know like like one in particular the posies when they re-released a few years ago and we had ken stringfellow on the show when they did it but uh their classic three major label records like those like those even if you had those original records they did such a good job on the uh, on the remaster and just all the bonus tracks you got with it like all this unheard music it was so well worth it you know what i mean like it really had this and same with the extra liner notes and stuff like just it really had this complete this feeling of completeness to it where you're like you could hear it you could hear these songs all the way stripped back to their earliest home demos all the way to, you know, I mean, how amazing and huge they sound on, you know, like records like frosting on the beater. So Omnivore does really good. And I, I think Rhino, you know, they fucked up a little on the Please to Me Me box set, getting it out, not on the box set itself. I thought they did a good job on that, but you know, they obviously had some fuck ups on uh getting it out there with some delays, you know, which I mean right now is kind of understandable. But uh, yeah, I mean they dropped they dropped the ball that way. But I won't say the quality of the box set. I mean, if you if you've heard that episode where I reviewed the box set, they did a they did a nice job on it. But uh, yeah, like they do good a job of that where you don't feel getting ripped off buying a record for you know the third or fourth time in your life. You know, and uh, I would say the same with Blank Generation, which that one actually funny enough Rhino I believe uh, did that back in 2017. I think it was for that would have been the 40th anniversary of Blank Generation. I believe they did that for uh, tons of just unreleased stuff and demos and rarities and stuff. So another one that uh, is well worth checking out if you never have, if you're a fan. And uh, I'm excited for this re-release. I will say I do not, I know a few songs off Destiny Street, but I don't think I've ever listened to it front to back. I've only really gotten into Richard Hell. I, I mean, I love him now, but I really only started listening to him maybe two years ago. I think I, I, I heard blank generation for the first time, like 2018. So, you know, this is what I was talking about earlier on in the show, like how me getting into music, like, you know, like the New Jersey punk scene, you know, a decade after it was defunct, like, you know, things like that where like, I, I I find these scenes, you know, long after they happen. So, you know, I, I, I still discover a lot of uh, Richard Hell stuff, but one thing I will say, even going along with that is, you know, not, there's, there's stuff to discover, but not tons because he really stopped making music after Destiny Street. But that's why I like these reissues where I'm like, this is stuff you should reissue because there's all this extra added stuff. Like Richard Hell wasn't, like the Voidoids weren't a band who like put out 10 records. You know what I mean? There's there's two albums and that's it. And, you know, Destiny Street, it's also cool to see it get loved because it has. It's always, I think, had that stigma of... You know, I mean, in Blank Generation, it's hard to follow up, but, you know, it took him five years to do it. I think Richard Hell had, like, very big drug problems, which got in the way. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, as you can tell, too, as this is his second go around at kind of working on it, you know, it, and if you go read the press release, I mean, he talks about how it's taken 40 years to really kind of complete this in a way that he's happy about, you know, but I believe it, too. It's not like a bullshit, like, PR thing. Like, this is how we, like, him saying that to, like, To sell it like why are you doing this now like oh, I've always wanted to he's always talked about his dissatisfaction and stuff So I think I think it's cool that he got to uh, do this, you know, I I think it's very cool It'll be very exciting to have uh, more stuff to go along with it as well You know all all these outtakes and and I think some live tracks and stuff too, but uh, it's in the hands of omnivore recordings So I trust them, you know, I would love to have he he is one I'll have to reach out to Richard hell or really even a few uh, uh, members of the Voidoids even would be very cool to uh, talk to. I would absolutely love. But Richard Hell specifically because that guy really gets credit for being just such a big like just a godfather of punk rock. You know what I mean? Like really one of the first ones. Like the way he dre- – people ripped off the way he dressed. Like there's just – that that man oozed with originality and still does. And might I also say the other thing? Um, he is, I think, seventy-two years old. He's in his seventies, but I want to say he's seventy-two. And I just saw a picture of him from like some Gucci thing that he that he did. He was like at a at a like fashion show for Gucci, and uh, there's there's a picture of him and his wife. You would not think this man is seventy years old. You would not think this man is in the seventies one bit. And you know it's cr- which like great for him for getting sober and cleaning himself out up because he was he was very much a mess at one point in his life. And I think he's talked about too one of the reasons why I think he stepped away from music was kind of that. I, I think in some ways he kind you know that he kind of put that behind him when he put the drugs and stuff behind him. But uh, you know looks amazing. And I mean, including how many guys did he come up with back in that original you know the you know the seventy seven boom. And you know just everyone else. I mean, well for one, I mean look at all the heartbreakers. You know he he was a founding member, even though he wasn't on LAMF. Everyone else who's in the heartbreakers who's on that record is now dead, and you know he's uh, you know he's outlived all those guys. Uh, a lot of the other guys that he's played with throughout the years. I mean, all those like CBGB's guys, you know, all the Ramones and stuff. He's just outlived so many people, and to see him in such good shape, he looks really healthy and really good. That like I don't think I don't think we're gonna lose him anytime soon. He he looks very happy and healthy, and uh, you know, just an absolute legend. So I, I would love to talk to him. I'd love to get him on here. And uh, another favorite of mine. Something really cool came out this month. Punchline have finally released their long-awaited Punchline Music Special. Again, kind of is a surprise. They kind of uh, I, do, I don't think there was really much uh, leading up to it. Uh, it. It's been long-awaited, but they kind of they didn't really tell you it was coming out now. So it was very uh, a really nice surprise. And it's really, really cool. I mean, if you're wondering what a music special is, they went above and beyond. It has everything from live footage, uh, band practice, interviews, candid moments, them playing acoustic, you know, in the back of vans, just a bunch of other just different random stuff, tons more and uh really, really something that you don't see done much now. For one, the whole way that it was put together is very unique and there's not really much else like it. But even just that whole thing where bands would put out band DVDs of like, you know, Life on the Road and, you know, that bonus footage. There were some, there was, including in the early 2000s, and really Punchline have been great at this. Because they, speaking of the early 2000s, they had a few in the early 2000s, which I still think are classic. You know, like the DVD that came with their album Action and, uh. Clandestine Pete Wentz's uh, old clothing line released a DVD called Release the Bats and has footage of Punchline uh, touring with, uh, or Fallout Boy touring with Punchline in, I believe, Japan, like back in like 03, 04. Uh, you know, like, like different things like that, which are just great DVDs, like are fun to pop in from time to time and uh, watch. And uh, you don't see bands do that anymore. And Punchline did it with this, but also made it like really did make it something original. Like it's not just a bunch of random shit. Like it's all sequenced together. It's just really, really well done. Like I like I really, even if you don't know Punchline, like this is actually probably a good introduction from them, you know, because they just, it kind of spans different parts of their career. And uh, the, uh, whole, the whole release thing for the special is, to kind of, like, help, like, put words to it, uh, says, you know, the special is much more than just a concert, it it is a time capsule that captures the essence of Punchline, and as a fan, I 100%, uh, you know, have to agree with that, like, for sure, you know, really a a cool band who's always been very, uh, very fan-friendly, very great with the fans, have always been good with just more than just the music, you know what I mean, like, the added content, for lack of a better word, but, like, whether it's you know Quinterviews or Texas Toast or any of the other stuff Chris does or you know the side projects that that the bands do or like the Vipers or like like whatever it is like they've always been really creative you know, it doing more than just being a band who just releases an album every couple of years. So uh, I was very happy to see this come out. You know, they've they announced that they were filming for it a couple of years back. So I mean, this has been like anticipated by fans for a couple of years now. But if you want to go check out the Punchline Music special, which I highly recommend, whether or not you're a fan. If you're a fan. You're going to like it already. But, I mean, if you don't know Punchline, I think this isn't the worst way to get into them. You're going to hear a bunch of songs from them from different albums. You kind of get a different taste. Like, like I will say, I mean, they've been a band for so long. There's such different eras. Like, I mean, this really encapsulates, you know, I'd say the last few records. And there's a few older songs on there. But, I mean, this is a, this is a good one. But, I mean, like, check this out and also go check out, like, 37 Everywhere, their album Action uh, I mean, all their, all their records are good though. Um, Lion, which they put out a few years back here, are uh, really, really good. Just, just tons of a, a band who changes their sound throughout the years, but always in a good way. They adapt in a way where I think they stay fresh and, uh, I'm never disappointed. So yeah, definitely go check this out. The punchline music special. It is uh, now up on Amazon prime. You can also go get it on their website, punchlion.com, not line lion like the animal <laughs> so uh go check that one out i was very excited for that to finally come out and uh, one more piece of music news for you before i let you go for the november rundown i was very happy to see this and a very a guy who i think deserves it greatly and uh also just very replacement see i mean let's just be honest here but a uh, music author and journalist bob mayer who, uh, if you are a fan of the replacements, follow them at all. You probably hear that name constantly. The man is like so busy. Really, like the last five years, being the official, unofficial, really kind of official. He's worked. He's worked with all of the dudes from that band. But like, really telling their story, archiving things, going through things that people no one else has ever seen. You know, wrote Trouble Boys. has written the liner notes for all these reissues. And, uh, you know, just, just really such a great, like, just a guy in music, you know, is just really making sure that the replacement's name does not get lost in history. You know, he's done a great job of it. And uh, he has been nominated for a Grammy for Best Album Notes for his liner notes in the Replacements' in 2019 Dead Man's Pop Box Set. And uh, this nomination actually comes 30 years after the Replacements were nominated but lost, sadly. Uh, and I don't know who the fuck won, but they, they need to retract that because I can 100% guarantee you, not even knowing who they lost to, they were not better. Um, definitely, definitely the replacement should have won Best Alternative Music Performance. Fuck whoever won that. That's like that whole Metallica, Jethro Toll thing um, where it's just bullshit. And uh, that's one of them. Honestly, the replacement should win the Grammys for fucking everything. Like Best Electronic Album, Best Folk Duo uh, like just things that have nothing to even do with them. They just deserve all the Grammys. But, uh, yeah, 30 years ago at the 1990 Grammys, uh, the replacements were nominated for that. And now 30 years later, Bob Mayer has been nominated. And, uh, you know, like, like he said, he wrote a really cool Facebook post on it, but like he said, it's like, you know, you, it is a replacements nomination, you know, but, but how replacements he too, it's like the replacements got nominated, but for best album notes. Like, I didn't even know that was a category, <laughs> like, you know, but Bob, but Bob deserves it, like, I 100%, I hope he wins this, he would deserve, it'd be so deserving, it is cool, it is cool that it's actually, like, like as much as it's like, oh, I had no clue that was a category, it's very cool that that is a category, because, like I've been talking about, you know, like, like with the Richard Helry issue, it's like, these these record labels, like Omnivore and Rhino, have been going the extra mile doing really good jobs on these reissues where the liner notes are really special there's like interviews in there you you hear all this you know they interview the members of the band you know you get guys like bob who, who are just great writers and are fans of music anyways and in their own words tell you, like, what the music makes them feel. And, like, you know, just a really a replacement historian for this. And not just replacements. I mean, Memphis music, so many other things. Like, he's, he's just an amazing guy. And, I mean, Trouble Boy is my favorite, uh, like, my favorite, like, rock rock bio, whatever you want to call it of all time. One of my favorite books of all time. And uh, just a great guy, well-deserving de- well of this. And, uh, you know, still a replacements nomination, too. You know, it's going to him, but it is a replacements one. So it would be great if they won that. And and again, like, that would be their Grammy. Like, the replacements, not a Grammy for music. They just have great liner notes. Like, fuck Left of the Dial, fuck Bastards of Young, fuck Unsatisfied, Taking a Ride, You're Getting Married, like, I'll Be You, like, all of these Can't Hardly wait all these songs that are just like goddamn like some of the greatest songs of all time we're not gonna we're not gonna acknowledge you for that but those liner notes goddamn those are some liner notes <laughs> but you know i whatever it's fucking cool like like what are you going to say it's funny but it's really really cool like i really genuinely like want to congratulate bob for that really awesome couldn't happen to a better guy Better band and uh, that box set was awesome if you've not checked dead man's pop out well worth checking out as well as that Please meet Me box set, you know both of those anything with the replace, anything with the replacements name on it is worth checking out You know, um, I-, I think you know that that's what you're gonna get around here That's the best shit if the replacements are on it, you know, it's gonna be good. So uh, yeah, some some good news some uh, nice positive muse- news news to end the month on, and uh, once again, as we're closing up here, want to thank Josh and Christian again for uh, doing that interview. Loved having them on. Have, have never had a guest on on one of these uh, monthly rundowns, and uh, we had two, so that was awesome. And it was very fun to also not only do that, but premiere that uh, cover of Casanova Baby. Uh, you can go check it out again on uh, their SoundCloud, NJPP.soundcloud.com, and uh, go give them a follow. Uh, Jersey Interchange is on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I was trying to remember. I know they're not on one of them. It's Twitter that they're not on. But they are on Insta and Facebook. So go give them a follow. Follow us. We're at Hour on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Shout out to you if you're listening to this on YouTube. Uh, We're on Spotify. I put up all the playlists for the radio show all the shit that I play on there I put up on those playlists. We do the power chord crash courses put one up a few weeks ago for Jimmy Eat World And a nice little rundown of their career. Not just the greatest hits. You're not gonna find the middle on there You're not you're not gonna find the real predictable songs I went with the more obscure hits and uh, fan favorites and uh, just kind of a good way, you know. I mean, if you just want a Jimmy Eat World playlist, it's good for that. But also, if you want to get into the band and you want to kind of like find a good starting point, I, I would say it's Powercord Crash Course playlist. So you can go find that on Spotify. Follow us on all those places if you would. PowercordHour at gmail.com. Hit me up. Uh, if you rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, I will sh- I will send you a free Powercord Hour t shirt. Just uh, send me a screenshot of that review at powercordhour at gmail.com. And uh, we do have, they're not here yet, but they should be here in like a week or so. New Power Cord Hour stickers. We got 250 made in the summer. They are all gone. Um, I've never had a promotional item go, that people want so goddamn bad. So we made more, and uh, they'll be here soon. So if you want some of those, hit me up. You don't even have to review the show. I'll just send those out for free, powerchordhourgmail.com. Shoot me your address, and I'll write it down. And uh, when the stickers are here, I'll send them out. So that is that. Also, check out the radio show every Friday night on 107.9 WRFA in Jamestown, New York. You can listen to that from anywhere at WRFALP.com. And uh, you check out all the other good programs. There there are shows much better than, than this one on, uh, on WRFA. So check out mine, but check out all the other ones because there's a lot of rad stuff. And also, too, I mean, I say it all the time, but radio show is different from this. I play more music on there. I talk and stuff, too. It's not like I just play music. I mean, the two hours, I talk more than enough. Trust me, don't worry. You'll hear me talk my fucking mouth off on there, too. But, uh, yeah, you can check out the radio show every Friday night, 10 Eastern to midnight. Spending you the best punk and alternative. Going for Everything from Richard Hell to the newest stuff out there. Everything in between. Let's check out the radio show. But uh, I'll be back next week with a new one for you. Not sure uh, who will be the guest yet, but you'll find out as well as I will next uh,
2: Monday on a new one. But until then, for the Power Court Hour podcast, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thanks for listening.